0: Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 24, the triple review for Split, Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, and T2 Train (laughs) Spotting. to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, hyperzone 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me again for another episode of this podcast. And for those of you not aware, Film Focus is a podcast where we focus on the various different topics of film. While there'll be a fair amount of film reviews here and there, there will also be a variety of different topics of film to be like you know discussed. And if you'd like to get an idea of the kind of stuff that I cover, just look at the back catalog of episodes that I've done before where I did a uh, episode on the pros and cons of doing a live-action CGI hybrid Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Or when I talked about the Godzilla franchise, or when I happened to talk about the first three Matt Damon Bourne films just before Jason Bourne came out in the summer of 2016. Or there was another episode I did during 2016 where I talked about my favourite use of popular songs in film. And that was a pretty fun episode to do. And um yeah. If you want to check out the last two episodes that I did, which were released pretty close to each other, they were on Assassin's Creed and La La Land. One of them was really good, one of them was really pants. I assume you know which categories to put both of those films into, but I recommend you check out the episode just for my quick thoughts on those, because that both of those episodes were like pretty fun to record. But anyway, you're not here to listen to, you know past episodes even though you're welcome to do so you're here for the freshest episode and the freshest episode is probably going to be one of my most interesting to try out because I'm attempting to put three reviews in one episode why because now that I've changed the format of the podcast to a bi-weekly style I'd prefer to get as many reviews in as possible and I feel like I can summarize my thoughts about all three of these films in a short concise yet detailed manner, plus if I leave it for too long, the films will become irrelevant, and I'd rather get them while they're within theatres, within like, you know, was the public consciousness. So yes, as I said at the start of the episode, we're going to be talking about three very different films, Split from M. Night Shyamalan, the third of the Triple X films, The Return of Xander Cade, which was done by DJ Caruso, I think, and... The longer way is sequel to Trainspotting, Trainspotting 2, a.k.a. T2 Trainspotting. I still don't like that title because the only T2 that exists in this world is Terminator 2. And I think a lot of film fans will, like, you know, agree with me on that statement. But yeah, three reviews in one episode will designate, like, you know, a certain amount of time to each one. I'll summarise my thoughts, talk about the pros and cons, and then recommend whether you see them or not. So I'm literally going to go with the order that I saw these films. Start with Split, then go to Triple X and then go to Trainsporting 2. So yeah, just sit back, relax and uh, we'll get through this thing. Okay, so first up in this film review trilogy is Split, the latest film from M. Night Shyamalan and yes, we are talking about that gentleman again because M. Night Shyamalan for a while has been, you know, swinging and missing a lot over the years, you know. And yes, the guy started out pretty well with The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and for me Signs. A lot of people just consider Unbreakable his last good film. For me, I thought Signs was really, really good. Sure the last like 5 minutes sort of, you know, ruined the overall like, you know, tone and everything building up to it, but I still think Signs is a pretty damn good film. The problem is that after Signs he kept making all these questionable, really bad films that got progressively worse with every next entry, and some believe that the pinnacle of all that pain and suffering was The Last Airbender, which was, you know, a bastardization of the animated TV show from Nickelodeon, and not many people have ever forgiven him for that, me included. But then he made the visit, and some people said it was actually a pretty decent film. I never watched it just because I'm not really a fan of horror films, or like, you know, films with found footage, or films with creepy old people, because that's just ain't right for me. But I heard it was good, so I'm like, you know what, M. Night Shyamalan, if you happen to make another good film, I would like to see you return to greatness, because he's a talented filmmaker, it's just that he hasn't been making the right decisions in terms of the stuff that he's been making over the last few years, but with The Vis, I thought this might be, you know, a return to form for him, and this looks like, you know, with all the stuff I heard basically about Split, I thought, you know what, is this guy having a comeback story right now, because that would be really delightful, I want this guy to have a win, and with all the positive word of mouth that was coming out of America, I was like, yo, i got to see this film. And I saw it last night, I was like, yo, this film is actually pretty good, and I never thought I'd say that about a Shyamalan film again. But, yeah, Split, I enjoyed it far more than I expected, and it was just a very interesting experience to have in the cinema. It was just really fun. So, yeah, let me explain the plot synopsis to you. Three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed. Three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed three. God. Three girls are diagnosed by a man who has been diagnosed with 23 distinct personalities. I must try to escape before the apparent emergence of the 24th frightful one shows up. And that is the synopsis of the film without going into the area spoilers. The premise alone is really, really just interesting. And when you're watching the trailer, you're just like, how is this going to play out? And the film does a really good job of creating so much mystery, suspense, and giving you information slowly as the film goes on. You start to understand who this man is with all these crazy different personalities, why he is the way he is, and why he has, like, you know, kidnapped these girls. And just... I don't want to go about and talk about this film too much because it's just fascinating and fun to watch in the cinema fresh with no you know spoilers or anything like that. I thought this film just had a great sense of suspense, mystery, a great deal of tension, it made you feel really uncomfortable and unnerved. Some of the stuff that happens in the film is you know pretty violent and just unnerving and Ah, oh, it's just nice. It's definitely a slow burn, and I can admit that there were certain points in the film towards the middle where things started to slow down. And I think a lot of those moments were due to the fact that it focused on some of the other characters that you know just didn't involve James McAvoy's like you know key character. But when the spotlight was on James McAvoy's character, it was just like, yo, this is all pretty good, pretty good. The one of the main girls within the three girls that is kidnapped, there is also a fair amount of information given to her about her backstory, and uh, some of it's interesting, some of it not so much. I think it's just the way it was like, you know, sprinkled in throughout the film, just sort of felt like an awkward insertion when compared to the rest of the flow of the film. Sometimes it felt like a little bit of a stop-and-start thing to, you know, go to this flashback, oh, then come back to this. You know, it happens a few times in the film, and it can be a little disruptive, but it didn't take away from the overall film. But there is that ending, and good gravy, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want to ruin it, because once you see the ending, and you know the significance of what it means, it's just like, good gravy, wow. I was so surprised because the thing is, I'd heard a lot about the ending, and I avoided so many videos and like you know articles about it. I just wanted to see the film fresh, and I did. And I was just like, "What?" What I saw it, I was like, "Mate, mate!" I was I was very happy with the end result. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the story was really solid. The ending was really surprising and fun, and. Now we just have to talk about the cast. Uh, first, we've got to go with James McAvoy. Good gravy. James McAvoy has been one of the sort of guys who I've seen, you know, just ascend in terms of his uh, popularity and work as an actor. I first saw him in the first Narnia film, but the first film I really took him seriously in Not that he was bad in any of his other films, but the first film I sort of noticed him as a really good actor was in X-Men First Class. And ever since then, he's just gone from, you know, strength to strength in each film. And I feel like when I saw Filth, I saw shades of that in this film, but just on a much higher level. James McAvoy is so diverse with his performances of all these different characters. He gets all these interesting subtle mannerisms, facial expressions, voice, tone, physicality, and... Is done in such a way where you forget that you're watching just one actor portray, like, several different characters. It's just done to a T. It's stupidly impressive, and it was just scarily impressive at the same time. And I'm like, mate, James McAvoy, I love you forever. It is almost Oscar-worthy, I mean, like, just because I haven't seen any of the other films of the uh of the actors that were nominated for Best Actor, but I really wish James McAvoy would have been considered because he was really good! He was really good! Anna Taylor-Joy as Casey Cook was also pretty good as well. I liked her performance in the film, and Betty Buckley as Dr. Karen Fletcher was also very very good in the film. Um, There was also just a few other performances which were good to alright. Um. But I won't ruin those. You'll have to see it for yourself. I just liked how thought-provoking and interesting the film was, and even though it's still in the realm of fiction, there was a few things that did make you think about, you know, how this relates to the real life, and you know, just some of the psychological stuff that goes on with some of the people with like mental disorders, mental disorders in real life. But yeah, Split, really good film, highly recommended. I think this is the return of M Night Shyamalan, return to greatness. I'm happy for him. Next up is Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Now, before this week, I hadn't seen any other X films just because I had no interest in watching them before. While they have been on TV ample times, I had heard that they weren't too good of films, so I was just like, you know what, let's just sweep that under the carpet. But when I found out there was going to be a third film in this series, I was like, you know what, let me just check it out. And I'm glad I saw at least the first one because the first one was just one of the most ridiculous films I've ever seen. Just so nonsensical foolish madness, but it's so much fun, it's, it's silly fun, and it falls into that so bad, it's good category, but that first film was a lot of fun, it was serious, but I think it was also self-aware of how ridiculous it was, it had a pretty crazy soundtrack, some mad stunt working, like, you know, action sequences, it was a lot of fun, the second film, not bad, but Definitely a step down. While I enjoyed like Ice Cube in the central role, I feel like just the story was definitely a step down. The film started to take itself a little too seriously for my liking and without all the extra extreme sports stuff it just felt like more of a generic action slash you know spy film just without any of the flair or fun of the first film. So yeah, when I saw the trailer for Triple X Number Three, I'm like, jeez, man, this looks ridiculous. Why is like, <laughs> why is Vin uh, Diesel on this skateboard skating on the side of bloody buses and stuff?" I'm like, "This is so crazy." But I had to watch it just to see what sort of crazy action sequences is going to go down. Plus my boy Donnie Yen was in it. So yeah, saw the film today and I enjoyed it a lot. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, I would say it's probably the second best in the series just behind the first film. Um, this film, if you've seen the previous ones, you know what you're getting in for. It's the same silly, crazy, over-the-top madness that you come to expect from these like you know, films beforehand. But... You know, just with a few modern twists and changes here and there. Um, some of the stuff in the plot you can see coming a mile away. And this film does get pretty ri- ridiculous and predictable on like, you know, numerous occasions. But if you like this sort of crazy, ridiculous kind of fun, then you're definitely going to enjoy this film. There's definitely some really decent action in here. And uh, just some ridiculous scenarios, which is just just fun to watch. On a, you know, (laughs) hilarious level. So the plot for this film can be summarized as the following. When a dangerous and unstoppable weapon known as Pandora's Box starts taking out satellites and crashing them in different places on Earth. And one of them happens to take out one of the key members of the XXX program, Xander Cage is taken out of self-imposed exile to find the weapon and take it out before it kills any more innocent individuals. But he is not alone. There's another deadly operative group out there trying to get the weapon, so it is a race against time to stop the bad guys from using the weapon, basically. And that is a short synopsis without going into the area of spoilers. I thought that this film was just, again... Pretty fun. The film is definitely a return to form for this series. It goes back to the sort of strengths of the first film where it introduces, where it reintroduces the extreme sports side of things. Everything's just ridiculous, crazy, and some of the action sequences are laughable but really interestingly choreographed. Some of it's cheesy, but again, it falls in line with what's come before. And again, if you're a fan of that, then you'll be right at home here. I feel like Everybody in this film did what they could with the material that they were given. Some people fared better than others. Vin Diesel literally looks like he's doing the same thing that he does in the Fast and Furious films. Just on a slightly less interesting way. But his character is so fun to watch. It's just great. Donnie Yen was lovely as Zhang. At least I hope that's how you're saying his name. He has some really great action sequences. And it's just really fun just to see Donnie Gantt flex his muscles. It's just like, man, that, that dude is amazing. I love him. I love him. And everybody else in this film tends to, like, you know, fluctuate in terms of how good they are. Uh, Ruby Rose was fine. Nina Dobrev was pretty funny as well. Although a little cheesy at times. Tony Collette fluctuate between being fun and, you know, kind of cheesy. And Tony Jar. My gosh, like, <laughs> to see him in such a silly, like you, know, was it, like, you know, happy kind of mood was just really bizarre. But he was also good. And uh, Chris Rue, he was fun as well. Like, most of these characters were fun. There wasn't too much depth to them. But for what all these characters did, they had at least enough personality that you was on board with what was going on in the film. And Sam Jackson, my gosh, he had one really funny line towards the beginning of the film, which was just probably my favorite line in the film. So, yeah. Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, if you like the previous films, you'll like this one. If you haven't seen the previous films, I don't think you'll get as much fun out of them. It's definitely a turn your brain off, sit down, enjoy the film for what it is kind of adventure. And for what that was, I'm glad I sat down and checked this out in the cinema. Probably might check it out again when it comes out on, like, you know, is it a home video. And finally, we have... Trainspotting 2 aka T2 Trainspotting. Now for a while I was fairly worried about the film when it was announced. I just felt like the magic of the first film couldn't be recaptured or that there would be a satisfactory reason as to why all these characters would hook up again after such a long time because if you've seen Trainspotting you know the original 90s film the film has a pretty satisfying start middle and end while you may have some morbid curiosity as to wonder, you know, what happened to the life of all the main characters after that film ended, it just didn't necessarily need to happen. But when I found out that, you know, the majority of the cast are all coming back and Danny Boyle was at the helm of this, I felt some hope. But you know, I was still kinda skeptical. But luckily I saw the film today and it was really good. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed this film and how consistent it felt with the previous film but also allowed itself to you know evolve with the times and like you know introduce a lot of really interesting themes and thought-provoking moments really solid performances pretty good soundtrack and just some really good filming techniques so the plot of the film can be summarized as the following set 20 years after the previous film Mark Renton returns to Scotland to make amends with his friends Spud and Sick Boy while trying to avoid the psychopathic Franco and that is pretty much the smallest synopsis of this film without going into the area of spoilers this film did a really good job of providing a logical explanation for everything that's happened to all the key characters since the last film and why they are in not only the situations that they are in but also why they're in each other's company again The film brings up a lot of interesting themes about nostalgia, friendship, revenge, life and death, moving on from the past. And there are some really deep and thought-provoking moments with monologues and conversations that not only relate to the characters in terms of their previous actions and what they're currently doing to each other now, but also, you know, resonates with you as an audience member as well. If you've been in sort of similar situations or just, like, conversations where, like, topics like this sort of come up there's a really good like you know monologue from one of the key characters which I don't want to ruin but it is just really thought-provoking when you just sit down and think about it and it just makes you think about what you've done in your life and whether you've done all that you can to you know live a successful and like you know was it fulfilling life. Another thing I really liked about this film was how it was consistent in tone with the previous film not only just in tone but just this overall style You can see that director Danny Boyle really has a lock on this series of films and has found a way to take everything that he was able to do with the original Sporting but modernize it with some really interesting story and character moments but also just the way in which he uses filming techniques. There's some really interesting camera work done in this film. Some of that feels again in line with what's come before but also some of it that you'd find in more modern films and it was just really good the choices of color were great there was some really nice like well lit moments just some really well choreographed stuff and the film was just as zany out there and just crazy as it was before with just some really crazy editing and wonderful choice of soundtrack but again consistency one of the best things i love between sequels is like you know was it his ability to be Similar to what you found before, but also different, and this film just found a nice marriage of the two. I really enjoyed the story, it felt very satisfactory, and not for one second did I say, Oh, I don't like where this is going. Everything happened for a solid reason, and I was enjoying it as it was happening. As for the cast, they were all really good. Firstly, is my man, Hugh McGregor, as Rent Boy, aka Mark Renton, and he just has, like, you know, just really good dramatic chops some really wonderful moments not only just on his own but also interacting with some of the other characters he has a nice physicality about him and he was just really solid Ewan Bremer as Daniel Spud Murphy he was also really good I am surprised by how consistent this guy was with you know this character he did like you know 20 years ago and still able to act with the same facial expressions and personality traits that this you know the old the old version of the character was able to do so yeah Bremer did a really good job johnny lee miller as simon sick boy williamson was also really good he was such a crafty wonderful really good performance just really good character uh i love miller and mcgregor's chemistry they had some really good screen time together and just Miller in general, he just has this really cool, like, you know, was it air about him that he brings to this character. It was really solid. Robert Carlyle as Francis Franco Begbie. Good gravy. He's still just as intense, scary, and mad, and just off the wall as he was before. His character definitely has some really great moments just, you know, on his own with some of the characters and obviously with the key characters as well. Really impressive material. And everybody in the film does fairly well, from Kyle Fitzpatrick, and even Kelly MacDonald has a really good, like, you know, is it moment in the film, as well as all the other returning characters. T2 Trainspotting is just what I needed. A really solid sequel that proves that, you know, long-term sequels can be done right if handled correctly by the right director and the right style, right consistency. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. You'll enjoy it. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, I think I will bring these set of reviews to a close. I would recommend all three of these films. All of them give you different levels of enjoyment for different reasons. If you want something pretty thought-provoking and original and interesting, Split would be your choice. If you want to see a really good sequel with some interesting themes and solid performances, T2 slash Trainspotting has got you covered. Or if you just want to see something dumb and fun and action-packed, Return of Xander Xander Cage has got your ticket. Either or or all of these films is worth watching, in my opinion. And uh, any thoughts you have about them, please be sure to drop them in the comments below or hit me up where I am, Hypersonic55 on Twitter or FilmFocus55 on Twitter as well. Or drop me an email at thehypersonic555 at gmail.com. Or if you just want to see some of my written material on my blog, check out hypersonic55.wordpress.com. Any feedback you have for this podcast is greatly appreciated, either on SoundCloud or iTunes. If you'd like to give me a rating on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated also. Anyway, another episode of Film Focus draws to a close. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. So until then, this is Hypersonic55, signing out. Peace.